What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Elite Physique University. I'm here with John Gorman and Jason Theobald, and we are back from break. So I'm really excited to get going with you guys this year. Um, We have some big things we're looking forward to, um, and we are going to talk about goals today. But first of all, um, John, I know you had some fun, exciting things you want to talk about um, right off the bat that you've been doing over this little Christmas break that we had. So tell us about it. Well, my fat ass is down about eight pounds in two and a half weeks because I'm doing a rapid fat loss cut because uh, we've got our Fat Muscle Academy and Customer Appreciation Coach Awards coming up. It's a it's a mouthful, but ah, so we got to be really juicy for it. it. Well, just not so fat because if I'm going to make fun <laughs> of Cliff, like I always make fun of Cliff because he's one of our presenters. Um, I gotta I gotta be looking trim. It's anytime Jason and I go speak, my ass diets for about a month before I get mm-hmm. there. So because he really makes me look bad. So <laughs> that, that's good. I did a rapid fat loss, which is something we should probably do an episode on. Um, there's a lot of studies on it, but there's good ways to do it. Um, no, today I just got back from Hy-Vee grocery stores and they're a huge corporation and I'm excited to announce this is January 4th. So I don't know when this will air a couple weeks from now or somewhere in that range, we were able to get in and that for us, that's huge. That's huge. They're a net 30 company. So that's a little different than what we're used to. Um, Jason, you've probably dealt with that quite a bit. When a company comes on, they yep. bring your supplements on you know, they pay net 30, which is 30 days after, after the start of the month that they pay. And so if they pay May 11th or if they order May 11th, they're due by the invoice is due by June 30th. So it's one of those things we can handle that. It's just a new challenge. And you get in one store and there's these things are all over. Kansas City's already wanted to talk to us. They just want us to get in the Springfield market first. So it's our second grocery chain and they're a big deal. So we're pretty, pretty excited about that. But you know, just business is good. I'm in a good place. Have been trying to keep dopamine levels down. That's another podcast I'd like to do a, a topic on with all of us um, in the future. So I, I feel good and I've cut social back a little bit and done a lot of those things where we just get in the habit of just constantly trying to seek all these little pleasurable things. And if you cut those out, you start to actually feel better. So long story short, I'm very, very good. Dropping that weight helped with blood pressure. There for a while, <laughs> I was... I was Cut my caffeine back and it just didn't matter. It's just because I was heavy. You know, I would run 150 over over 90, no problem at Damn. all. Yeah. And I would take Dude, my you just get on some Telmasartan, man. It's it's super healthy. I take it year round. What is it? Telmasartan. It's an ARB. It's really good for blood pressure. There's there's absolutely no negatives on it. Like if I didn't bodybuild, I'd take that in metformin still. Like, yeah, you gotta look into it. It's uh I'll, I'll get with you and get the exact name on there's that. There's nothing but health benefits to it. And I and if you're 150 over 90, up eight pounds, I guarantee right now you're still not where you need to be. Yeah, well, now I'm finally, I've cut caffeine down to pretty low. I'm down to the 120s, 130s, over over 70s to 80s. So I've been good without taking meds too. So that's good. Hopefully that'll do it. But I would like to look into that because that's a that's probably a good fail safe. For days that it does run high, because there's going to be days it just runs high. I can just take one, so. But enough, enough about me. What about you, Jay? How's it? How's it going over there? All dressed in your hoodie and, and knitted cap. Yeah. We're making fun of you before the show. It's like it's 70 there, but you're dressed like it's winter. I went out of the house and I took my to school like this and it was like 57 this morning. And I was like, I don't care. It feels nice. Um, I didn't train today either. So uh, things are good. Um, yeah, really good. Uh, let's see. 
business has been absolutely crazy. Uh, I'm gonna have to start a wait list for functional clients. If you're if you're a bodybuilder, or you're healthy, and we can just get rolling. I'm still open, but otherwise, um, functional. I'm gonna put a little probably two week wait list on it. Uh, I've just I've just been swamped. Um, the team's been doing really well here at Scooby Prep. And then as far as the uh, businesses, other businesses go, um, they're doing really well. We've got a major signing that's coming on to New Ethics. I can't announce it just yet, but if we land this, it's going to be it's going to be huge. Uh, we added another sales rep. She's a rock star. Um, so she just started. We are our other sales reps are already getting us in a ton of brick and mortars. So I think this is going to be a huge year for New Ethics, even though we did finish well and had growth. I think this is going to be a major year. Excuse me. The HRT clinic um, finished at 125K a month. So we're already pretty much on pace to be a seven-figure business. Um, I think we've only been in business for like 12 months now. Um, so everything's just going really well and in good directions. Uh, Christmas was good. I got both of my boys there, which is really nice and important to me. Um you know, uh, my dad has Parkinson's, so kind of, you know, just took a step back and just kind of and watched everyone and everything. So I had just a, a nice memory in my head. So um, all in all, good stuff. Uh, I'm kind of settled in here. Stress is a little lower, even though I'm still working hard. And uh, I guess everything's going in the right direction. Good. That's awesome. It's fun to hear, especially being like a coach for Scooby prep to hear like these things going really well. So, cause it makes me feel good because I'm doing well. Um, December ended up being actually a really good month for me. I got 10 yeah. new clients in December, which is like, I've never done that before. And <laughs> I, I didn't feel like I was doing like extra marketing or like outreach or anything like that. I was just posting and just doing my thing. And, um, it's so it just, it's cool to see that. Um, so I'm hoping to continue that into the, the new year. Um, by the time this comes out, I'll already have done it. But this Sunday, I have my second round of the cortisol and hormones um, seminar that I'm doing for free. Uh, for this year, a goal of mine was going to be to try to do one, a free one, like once once a month, probably. Um, so I'll probably change the topic next time um, and just go from there and just see how that goes over and stuff. Um, but yeah, it was we had kind of a busy holiday. Um, it's just snowing here so we got and got plans moved around because of the weather um because literally the entire state of north dakota was closed um because it's just so windy <laughs> that you can't go anywhere <laughs> uh so jason's over there in 55 freezing and i'm in like <laughs> it's like 10 degrees and it's like woo, it's a heat wave today <laughs> so negative today uh kayla yeah, from your um your cortisol class do you know if any of the signups in december were people that attended that first I think two, two okay. were, um, because one of them was a lady who was curious about it. A lot of people, it, it's been a mixture of like people interested in like learning about it themselves and have that problem or either coaches looking to learn. So it was really cool to see that. Sure. Um, and a lady and her husband both signed on, um, with yeah. different issues, but that was really cool. Um, to have yeah. a husband and wife team come on. Well, that's good. That's what, that's what those things are kind of for. Like obviously to educate, but so people can meet you and mm -hmm. see your knowledge and then, uh, you know, so yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like was going to say them. something. I, I want our listeners to really listen to everything that you guys just said, because 
this is how this is how it starts. So for people that want to give classes, they want to teach eventually, this is how you do it. I, I did the same thing. I started off with bodybuilding camps for free and giving seminars at my gym for Body for Life. And you can't become a good speaker or, or a good teacher until you start doing it. And this to me is the perfect way that you're doing it, Kayla, is when is that next one? And should we put that in the show notes to let people attend or will it will it be after this drops? Um. I'll, I'll have done it this coming Sunday. So by the time this drops, I'll be past okay. it, but I will do one for February as well. So my goal is to do like once a month um, yeah. and of something educational. Um, and so I'll, I'll announce that though. So we'll have more details on that. So awesome. I haven't picked a topic yet, <laughs> but probably something birth control related um, is what I'm thinking for the next nice. one. Uh, Cause that's a really big one for females, especially and something yeah. that I see a big problem with in the industry now. So I think that's a good idea. I like it. And something that I struggled with myself too. So I try to just make it relatable to me and what, what I've experienced. So it's the best um, way to do it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so enough about my stuff and everything, but uh, today you guys, we are talking about goals. So obviously come the new year, everyone has like new year's resolutions and like 2023 is going to be my year kind of thing. Um, so we kind of wanted to go over just like how to set realistic goals and like make sure that you actually hit them and it doesn't just fall off after like two months, you know? Um, so I guess my first question is, do you guys set new year's resolutions? Hmm. Who do you want to go first? John, do you set new year's resolutions? Um, so it's interesting. I had this, this talk with my son, um, on the 31st because we we went out to do some stuff and i'm trying to impart on him ways to look at the change of the year you know the word resolutions i think with all of us like we grew up you we would see people trying to their resolutions to quit smoking or to quit this or to drop drop that 20 pounds finally and those people got made fun of because most people couldn't stick to the resolution so i don't really like the word resolutions but I don't think there's anything wrong with having a resolution to improve and get better. So for me, I'm just constantly setting goals and the turning of the year to me is always an exciting time because you get, I like to compare each year, year over year, whether it's the numbers of the businesses, or I just like to look back at periods of time for me personally and professionally, you know, what was it like in 2020, 2021, 2022, how can I get better in 2023? So I like to set goals, um, not really resolutions, but whatever, whatever you want to call it ways to improve. And and I make them very measurable. That way I can look back and see, did I accomplish those goals at the end of the year or not? And what ones do I need to do for the upcoming year? So I certainly believe in it. And I think anyone who's very successful, all the people that I've studied, they all have some kind of process where they're trying to measure, you know, year over year, every five years, something like that. Um, Jason, I'm, I'm interested with you um, because I've got my hands in a lot of things you're busier than I am. What's what's it like over there on your end? How do you do it? Well, actually, I've never really set New Year's goals. Um, I think I'm constantly setting goals throughout the year. For me, it's just another December. Um, so I've never done it. But this is the first year that I've felt like I needed to. Um, and I, I, I truly did write these down before I knew this is what we were doing. Um I just put, keep on working, uh, being a better dad, uh, continue to get better as a coach and business owner. I don't know everything and I'm always open to learn. Stay in my lane, 
deliver good information. I have no need to worry about what other coaches do or say unless they work with Scooby Prep or they're part of Scooby U. Give away more free information with my daily reel. That's where I'll put my social media presence and energy in caps. Focus more on the present than the future. That's half my anxiety. Be better friend to those that matter. So that's what I came up with. Now, you know, I hear you on measuring things. Um, you know, maybe I need to be a little more detailed, but I just jotted those down in my in my notes on my phone about uh, a week ago. So, so I guess I do, um, but I've never really done it. Uh, but I took time this year to 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 do it. Yeah, I Jason, think that's really you, cool. I was going to ask if you don't mind me asking too before we jump over to Kayla. Um, with new ethics, do you guys as a company? maybe somebody there's doing it, but you know, oh God, yeah. one, one of the founders. So we, we uh, said, okay, ours. Yeah. So, and I think, I think that's probably good for our listeners too, because you know, they're, they're involved in it, maybe expanding outside of training or something like that, but that's hugely important on your end. Correct. Yeah. We've got to set something, some sort of metrics. Right. Um, so, you know, it gives you an idea. Now we're looking back basically over the last, you know, year did we meet them did we not you know um and we had set some crazy goals um you know for for new ethics last year um and some of them we met and some of them we fell up fell pretty short um so i think as a company what i suggested this year was we need to set something for the moon and then set something for the stars because i don't want all of our employees always thinking that because they didn't hit the the freaking moon that we didn't have a great year. Um, so I think this year we're going to have maybe two sets of, of OKRs. One that's just like freaking way out of the park. And then another one that's like measurable and obtainable growth, but not crazy. Cause some of them, after you look back, it just probably was a little, um, just a little, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, we set them, um, we set them, we call them, you know, OKRs is what we call them, um, objectives and key results. Cool. I feel like in a business, you have to do that. Otherwise you're just going to kind of either one, get really wrapped up in just everyday stuff and you'll never really, you'll just do busy work, but two, it gives you like the whole company, like, a, um, a similar purpose and something to strive for. So I think that's important. Yeah, 100%. 100%. You have to have, like you said, you'll get tied up in the dailies mm -hmm. and you won't, you know, have the things in place to try to hit yep. your objectives. So yep. um, it's very important. So much important that all of our brain team is coming in town uh, January 9th and 10th next week. So Tuesday and Wednesday, I, I have all out of office. Um, I'll literally be in, you know, meetings till for about eight hours a day, just all new ethics stuff, setting OKRs, figuring out then how we're going to go about uh, hitting them uh, and things of that nature. Who do we need to hire? What things we need to do? We've filled a lot of roles this year. We did a lot of hiring, mm -hmm. but that's part of the growth where we're at. Um, we got pretty far on a minimal and now it's the point where uh, we really need people in the, in the right places. So. Yeah. Yeah. So basically you're going to do next week, what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> pretty much. So no, that's awesome. Um, I guess for myself, I don't really set like, I don't really call them resolutions. I just, I really like to set goals. I'm very goal oriented as far as that goes. Like I really like to just execute. And so being like in the year, I like to reflect on like the last year, like what went well, what didn't go well, um, 
what did I hit? What did I surpass? What did I miss? That kind of thing. And then go into 2023 or the following year with like new goals and like really evaluate it and not just like, I want to pay off all my student loans. Like that's kind of like, that's a lot to pay off in a year. It's like, how are you going to do that kind of a thing? So going through this today with everyone, you guys, we're going to kind of help you guys with understanding how to set this up, how to make your set up yourself for success um, and how we each do that differently or if we do that the same stuff like that. So um, I guess jumping into it right away. Uh, the first thing that I have written down as, for, as a note is uh, be realistic um, with your goals. Don't take on too much at once. Um, I really like to set three different categories for goals. I break it down into personal or relationship wise, a business goal or like educational, um, if you're younger, like in school, um, and then like a physical goal. So, um, I guess, how do you, do you guys do the same thing or how do you do that? I'm, uh, I, I break mine down. Um, I think a lot of people listening, they neglect the goals for themselves and they always think about work and business first. And they tend to put that first, not everyone. I'm just saying, um, I've been guilty of that in the past because I thought, oh, you know, I'm good personally. And, I keep hammering down on these business goals and professional goals. And the next thing you know is, you know, you find yourself a little unhappy and unfulfilled. And you haven't been working on yourself. So I have started to do that. Um, I like to set mine in increments of time a little bit more of everything I do daily. It, it's all right here in front of me. Kayla, as you know, I have a hell of a time finding the link to this podcast <laughs> and all that stuff and the times, because I do all this. If you're watching on YouTube, it's, it's a notebook. And like this thing goes with me everywhere I go. It's in my backpack, my backpacks with me, but everything I do daily sets up what I want my monthly goal to be. But then if you guys are watching on YouTube, you can see there's a marker board behind me on the wall. There's a huge one over here to the left. I have one at home. Everything's set up in increments of, really 12 months and then for the year. So everything I do daily gets me to my monthly goal. My monthly goals get me to my yearly goal. So that's just kind of a small snapshot. But if it's not, if it's not here, it's, it's not, it's not going to get done. And I think a lot of people listening can relate to the way to start a goal since that's where we're starting the, the topic with dieting. I mean, if you need to lose 20 pounds, what's, what are the things you do? You set these small goals, you, you, you start meal prepping, you plan it, you have it with you, and you knock that stuff out each day. You knock out your cardio, you check the list. And to me, that's that's where everything starts. So, you know, if you want to make seven figures this year, if you want to bring in 20 grand this month, whatever the goal is, the little things you write down and do daily are the things that get you to those goals. It's just like meal prep and cardio and training. To me, it's really a, it's the same thing. Yeah. Jason, how do you do that? Do you break it down or do you just kind of like... I feel like, I feel like the way I go about things, like I said, I, this is the first time I've ever put in goals on a sheet of paper or on anywhere written down ever. I, I, so I guess I'm an anomaly in this situation. So, so then it comes down to, well, well, how have I gotten to where I'm at? Fuck if I know, um, <laughs> you know, I, I just get up every day and I guess I, I'm so routine that I've got something set out that always helps me win the day. Mm -hmm. and that's how I go about it like I'm thinking of my last you know 2022 I really didn't have a whole lot of I didn't start the year with really things written down that I believe that I really remember um so I really just try to win the day like I've got things I want to accomplish uh, I want things I want to do but I'm not very organized about it 
Um, it's more about the day for me and getting things done. Um, maybe I'd be more successful if I, if I did these things, but, um, for me, it's just routine and winning the day. I wish I had a more cool answer, but I really don't. No, I think you brought up a really good point because that made me think of like people that sometimes don't have that direction of like, Hey, let's break it down into these like smaller, like bigger overall goals. And they'll be like, well, I kind of want to like learn piano this year. And I want to like do this thing. And I want to take a vacation here and I want to pay this off. And then they kind of just get all these goals in mind when they really are just like, Oh, this sounds like a good idea. Or they get in love with the idea of something. And then they can kind of get lost on like their whole like purpose or like their where they want to go in life. And you have probably just been very more like, Nope, this is what I want. And I know what it is. And I'm not gonna let anything distract me where now we have distractions all over the place. So I think that that could be a difference there. Yeah, for sure. Jason, I, I was going to say, I wonder too with you, um, because not a lot of people can multitask like you can, and you're just a beast. You always have been. People ask me all the time when it comes to being a successful coach and being a very successful bodybuilder, you're the example I use, but I tell them it's not very common in the world that I see. One, usually one of the other suffers really, really bad. You've been able to multitask and do these things, but my question for you is now, with everything that you have going on, you've never been busier for sure. You've got multiple businesses bringing in over seven figures a year headed that direction. You Everything's kind of changed with you this year. So you've got different things going. Do you feel like that's going to be your key to being able to keep growing and not plateau? And I'm just talking about personally, as far as like the business side of things, because I'm sure we all get to the point where you just, you just have, you have to like cram it all in and like write it down and like keep, keep in one lane. Do you think that's going to be a big, a big help for you this year? Because man, I, I just don't know very many people as busy as you are. So obviously, you know, I keep a calendar, you know, I have to live by that just like I'm sure you do as well. And Kayla probably does as well. Um, But, you know, when I always think about goals for me, I always set goals most of the time that are future based. So like, I know by the time I'm 50, I'm going to be, I want to be set up to the point where I don't have to be cranking as hard. I'm going to be getting that house, that beach house ready for Florida, wherever it is. I'm going to be getting that Ferrari. Those are the things that I think about. I don't. And then, and then it's like, I just bull rush to the goal. Yeah. Like whatever has to fucking get done to get that future goal. Like, you know, I had smaller ones like, you know, get to the Olympia, came up one point short, probably past my prime at this point. Um, but, you know, I think I just set these bigger goals in the future and then I just win the day to get to that. That's kind of how I do it. So, like, <clears throat> you know, I do have little things I want done in terms of like the HRT clinic and in terms of new ethics that, that are my my pieces. Um so maybe that is goals, but to me, that's just tasks and getting shit done during the day to get to the big future project goals. I I agree though, man. Um, in 2015, the most important thing I ever started doing was this same thing, daily tasks, win the day, check everything off the list. And I think where people come up short is that I think that's where everyone should start, by the way. Um, you should start doing do that. Too. And when you master that, then, then you're, then you're really making progress. But I think people come up short because 
they'll procrastinate, I think is the number one thing. They'll move things on to the next day and the next day and the next day. And they don't, they don't win the day. And, and if you just don't care enough to win the day, you're just not going to get there. So that to me is the number one place everyone should start. One thing I've gotten better at is uh, having my routine ruined. I used to be the worst. Like if you were going to throw a wrench in my routine, you better watch out. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now I'm, I'm a little better, uh, but it's taken me a lot of years, but even then it creates a little anxiety. Like, Oh shit. Now I got to go pick, pick this person up or do this or do that. That wasn't planned. And I would need to get this done because, and I'm very routine, man. I've always been that way. And I think my parents instilled that from me little on. And, uh, you know, there was always a get up time. They always ate breakfast before you went to school or, I mean, you studied when you got home, you went to bed by nine 30. Like it's just always been that way. And it carried through all the time. So, man, I love my routine. And I think that's my biggest thing of why I'm successful. And if you look at successful people, whether they were raised that way or they they finally figured it out. But routine is super important, I think, to being very successful. Yeah, I agree. It's funny you brought that up because that was literally me today because it's like (laughs) check in day and I like had a bunch of stuff going on. Haven't really gotten to start on check ins yet. And it's like 3 p.m. in the afternoon. And I'm just like, Oh no. And, but I'm like, yeah. I know it's going to get done, but I'm so used to like wake up check-ins first, yep. like done by like noon. And yep. now I'm like, I haven't even gotten started on it yet, but just like had a bunch of stuff in my routine that got mixed up. So that's something that I need to work on and I'm continuing to work on, but, but yeah, so I think we should probably take them through an example of like reverse engineering. So like how Jason, you said you have these like big long-term goals, a lot of people have a really hard time seeing what that takes to get there. Um, like being very determined and knowing exactly what you want, that helps. But how do you break it down then into like those smaller daily, monthly, weekly, or da- daily, weekly, monthly tasks to get to that long-term goal when you're 55, you know, and want to retire kind of thing. Um, so how would you guys reverse engineer that? I wish... Man, I wish I had drugged my marker board over here. The problem is, is I can't let people see what's on it um, because it's yeah. it's business, right? But if you can just picture in your mind's eye, I've got this big whiteboard over here and it's got every month written down. It, this is for fat muscle, by the way. So I'll just use that as an example. It's got every month written down. I have the months that I want to launch, the different supplements that we're coming out with or the or the flavors or whatever they are, our, our apparel drops and we've got some bags we're going to drop like all or the, or the important events. Then we also have a number that we want to hit for each month and it's set slightly higher for every single month than it was last year. So that's, that to me is, and that's going to get us to our total number for the year, right? So like, say you're wanting to bring in 1.5 mil, you've got to reverse engineer it and you've got to break it down into, I break it down into monthly categories and then you have to tackle each month. And that starts with days and weeks of that month. So it's January right now. We're digging like hell. We're you know bringing on wholesale accounts, like I said, with Hy-Vee. We're, we have an apparel drop coming up. We have our big event. Like we've got these things in January. So then you've got to execute all these daily tasks to get those done. And you're constantly watching the numbers. So what happens if the numbers run slow? Fuck, we're, we're doing all kinds of stuff to try and promote it. You might message our coaches and be like, hey, like, Things are a little bit slow. We haven't asked you guys to post much, but let's let's talk about the new collagen product we have, for example, or just something like that. 
but you have to you have to look at the big number the 1.5 mil and you've got to start breaking it down and, and you know when you engineer something you build it and you go from the start to finish well reverse engineering is just the opposite so you're basically just doing the process and opposite and that's that's how we do things with fat muscle from a coaching standpoint i i really think coaching is so easy of a process that I didn't, for me, because we didn't really have to go through that. We kind of came on in a lucky time where not everybody's a a fucking coach. So I I never had to do this with coaching. Um, But with fat muscle, you bet your ass I do. So that to me, that's my, that's the thing that I reverse engineer myself. What about you, Jay? I reverse engineer, I think at all. Um, You know, there's a lot of things I do that I just probably don't put titles to it or just don't even like, Right. Think about that. I'm doing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It just comes like, yeah, kind of natural. Kind of second nature. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just take Scooby prep. Um, I know where I eventually want to be, you know, I probably want to have 40 of, you know, my, my best clients and I want all my coaches to be crushing it and kind of just be more of an educator for them. And then have maybe a few, you know, once or twice a week where I do like mentee stuff, but to get there, I've got to build my coaches. And then I have to build up my other brands. Um, So for me, then what do I have to do then to build those brands up and keep those things going? What, what role do I play to do that? So, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I think you have to know where you're going to, to obviously reverse engineer it. Right. And so, you know, I think that's all part of the process of, of thinking like, okay, this is where I want to be in five years, 10 years is what, whatever I want to look like, whether it's you're building a body or you're looking to early retire, what things am I going to do? You know? Um, So, you know, I've started investing in like real estate syndicates. You know, it's an easy thing where you can put a hundred, 150 in, you own this big, you part of this big ass building, they sell it at three times, you get your money back and you're getting dividends all year. And um, so there's all these different things that I'm doing to get to that goal. And so it's just all plays a part, but I never really sit and think about it or, or put it on a whiteboard or wedge it out. It's just up here. And I just go. Um, and that might not work for everyone. Like people might need to sit and plan it. It's just always how I've been. Yeah. I think realizing what kind of like learner you are too, if you're more visual, if you can read things, I think that really helps too, just because then you understand like the best way that you can take in information and be aware of what's going on and what's a distraction versus like what's going to help you towards that long-term goal. Um, I guess I can share like a, like bodybuilding specific reverse engineered goal. Um, cause you guys did a couple of business ones. Um, obviously this year I would love to do my pro debut, um, in figure. So Jason and I have like reverse engineered from like, okay, I think we can be ready by like this time frame. Um, so then we have, like, we need five months. So like 20 weeks for prep. So we reverse engineer to that. Okay. We would start prep theoretically about this time. And then we have like room, we need like a couple weeks, you know, six to eight for a rest period after a growth phase, um, growth phase for eight weeks. So we're like way out here already. So that brings us like to the whole year of how we have like the year laid out. And this is like ideal. Obviously, I know that this is like subject to change, but that helps me keep it in my head because I've never gone through this kind of off season before. So I'm like, this is all new to me. <laughs> so it's it's fun. Um, but it kind of keeps my head focused on the goal because right now I'm in a phase where it's like not super fun. Cause I just have to kind of like 
train at RPE eight, you know, a little bit lower because we're kind of pulling back right now versus pushing. And it just helps me. And I feel like a marshmallow. I said, I've said that a couple of weeks in a row now, but Jason says it's looking fine. So I'm like, okay, we're just going to keep going. <laughs> um, she's got to get, she's got to get big. These girls are big. Yeah. So my little four foot nine self has to be up there with the big girls. So I'm just right. like, okay, whatever you say, I'll just keep doing it. So I'm extremely uncomfortable, but it is what it is. I know it's just temporary. And that, like, I think we said we have like two more weeks till we can start a push phase again. And Jason had a little bit of cardio today, drop my food a little bit, just to, like resensitize things. And I'm like, all right, okay, let's go. Like I have a whole new, like little pep in my step to like go again. Cause now I'm like, okay, two more weeks and then we're good to go. So that's how you can kind of reverse engineer things. Um, just to keep those little small goals in mind on the way to the big goal. So I hope that helps, I guess. What, what, what better example, what better example than a prep, right? Like, yeah. yep. you know, when, when we set everybody's prep or diet up, we, we look, okay, we think they need to lose X amount of weight. That's this many pounds a week. We want to start this far out, bake in a few weeks in case somebody gets sick or you stall. Like, And then each week you're trying to hit, I'm trying to lose 1.5 a week. So let's hit 1.5 every week. And it, to me, it's that's the perfect example. Sorry, Jay, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead, man. No, I think I was just going to, I was going to say, um, whether you're visualizing your physique on stage or you're visualizing, you know, your, your, your beach house or your, your dream house or your whatever, whatever gets you up in the morning. Um, you know, I think visualizing it and then working backwards, just like she did. And that sets the path towards it. So I think it's a very, uh, normal process. I, I assume everyone else kind of does it this way. If not, I think it would very much help them to do it that way. I think some people are just, they're disorganized and they just go, they, they don't know where they're going to end up. They just go, go, go. And they try and get there as fast as possible. But uh, if, for people that like numbers, I'll just throw something out real quick. I've got my calculator pulled up. If you're trying to make $10,000 a month, that's 120,000 a year. The way my mentor taught me when I used to run the gyms is we would break it down to how much money do we want to try and make a day. So $10,000 a month is only $333 a day. If you don't make $333 today, you need to make 666 tomorrow, right? So it's $2,300 a week. If, if every day you're hyper-focused on those little things that get you to your big goal, that's how you get there. So if you're a coach trying to make 120000 a year, break it down into what you need to make a month. And then I suggest breaking that down into what you need to make that week. But you're trying to do all you can during that day to get to $2,300 a week to get to 10000 a month. And I, I just think if people looked at it like that, it's really not that much money when you think about it. I mean, 120 grand is not as much money as people think. Um, now that I've made it a few times, it used to sound like a million dollars to me. But when you break it down into those numbers, that's really not that much. And if you break a million down and you break it down to see how much you need to make a day, it's really not as much as people think. It's still hard as hell to get, but it gives you a better understanding of here. I need to focus on these things to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to jump around here in our notes a little bit, but cause I think, cause Jason talked about a routine and I am also very big on routine being very type a John, I'm sure you are too. Um, yeah. you know, so let's talk a little bit about the importance of setting a routine, you know, morning and nighttime, like as far as meal timing, um, you know, doing self-care as well and putting that in there to make sure that you're not overwhelming yourself. Um, so I guess how, do you guys set your routine? Hmm. I, I have a, start this one. 
Well, um, it's kind of changed over the years. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, but, but what I set for me is what, ha what must get done in a day's time. And then from there, everything else, what could I move if I needed to, or what could be dropped? So for me right now, what must be done today was I needed to get my check-ins done. I had to do the podcast. I have to teach at five. And then the things that didn't necessarily have to get done were I had a few things to do around the house and I had to, I, I possibly had to train. Well, I skipped training because I could still get my four days or five days in with the other days left in the week. That left me less stressed and I got everything I needed done. And I had three people that needed program today and I got them done too. Had I went and trained, they'd still be sitting unprogrammed. Um, so for me, it's what must get done. What could I move and what can I skip if I had to? It was kind of how I process things. And then I always get up at the same time. Uh, well, it it does vary. It's from six to 7.30, depending on, I know which, which of my days are really brutal and I know which of my days are so-so. So my brutal days, I get up at six. My days where it's not as bad, I get up at 7.30. But it's always, I get my supplements in, I get a meal ready, I work, and I try to get done by one. I go to the gym, I come home, I answer more questions, and then I teach and do whatever I need to do. That's kind of how I structure my day. I tell myself that I'm going to be off the phone and dedicated to my people by 7.30 to 8 p.m. every night. And I that's what I try to stick to. Um, if it's going to change, then I let I let them know. Uh, but that's what I try to do. Mine's, a, mine's pretty similar. And something that I've really went back to, especially here recently, is the first thing we always do when we all wake up normally would be to reach for our phone, right? Like we reach for it and you start checking whatever. Um, emails don't really stress me out, but I used to always check my emails to see what kind of interesting email I might get. But a lot of times I would just check social, be like, oh, let's see what everybody's doing. And what I found over time is, is old grumpy ass Gorman would, would see things. I just, it just, I don't know. It's just negative stuff, right? Especially with Instagram these days, you just kind of get sick of it. And so I quit checking any social. I don't want to see something that's going to start me off in, in a bad mood. No social at all. Um, I get up right away. Don't, I don't check anything. I will check my text to make sure it's like my son's not texting me. Like he needs a ride or something sick at school. But I really start my day off by eliminating any kind of negative stuff. And then immediately I drink a full shaker full of all the supplements that I need, stuff to get blood pressure down, glutamine, just the whole nine yards. I also make a shake. And I don't have any caffeine. I don't start my day with any caffeine at all, which is a big change for me. And I start knocking out my list right here on, on my notebook and all my work and my client stuff or anything that needs to be done that day. And I don't allow myself any caffeine until I've had my morning shake. Usually it's, it's, it's protein and fats because I train a little bit later and all my supplements and my water and get hydrated. And as soon as I'm done with that, if I'm ready for some caffeine, I'll have one of these skinny monsters. It's only 100 megs of caffeine. And I've been limiting myself to those only, um, maybe one or two a day, which is a lot lower than what I used to be. And I'll have one before my workout. But really, that sets my day up. Um, I feel really good. I don't have any kind of bullshit. And then once all my stuff's done, 
then I'll make a post on social media or, or I'll check if I get bored. I don't really scroll it much, but you know, we've got messages to answer and things of that nature, but I just try not to get too involved with social and I get all my stuff done. And I'm telling you, it's been three weeks back on that process that I've, I've had down before I got back on. I feel so much better, so much better. And it's just because my dopamine levels aren't so suppressed. And that's just, that's a whole other topic. Like I said earlier, um, but that's really working for me. And you talk about building momentum when you have a daily routine, like we were just talking about, and you check your list and you win the day and you get everything done. You've got a momentum, a momentous day and then a week. And the next thing you know, is those weeks turn into months and years. And like that's that to me is how you just get shit done, so to speak. So that's, that's my day in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Mine, I would say is pretty similar. Um, mornings are usually kind of like my time a little bit. Like we get up at like, 5 30 so we're up pretty early because we live like 30 miles out of town so my husband micah has to drive 30 minutes to town and he leaves for work by like 7 15 so we make breakfast we let the dogs out stuff like that i go for like a little walk on the treadmill just like get some steps in in the morning because it's like the arctic here so there ain't no way i'm going outside to do steps right now um so i do that and then it gets me kind of like ready and started for my day and then i start my day by 8 a.m. usually um, doing check-ins if I have those or like other office work I need to do because I work very well as far as like heavy thinking like in the mornings I can be very focused in the afternoon is when I kind of start to like lose my focus on the computer so I start to do more things like I'll do some videos or um, make some social media content um, or work on some other stuff for like business wise and everything programming stuff like that in the afternoon um and i also make sure to take some time for like self-care i have that boundary set too like jason does where i'm done by 7 30 at night um just so that i can relax a little bit before i go to bed um so i kind of do that and mine doesn't really change i like to stay um accountable for that for myself. And cause if I know if I get off of that, then I start to get anxious and then I get overwhelmed and then I just like goes downhill. So I just, I need to make sure I stick to my own boundaries as well. I know that we have a lot of coaches and people that work for themselves that listen to the show, but I also know we have people that are physique enthusiasts that are nine to fivers. Like they're, they're working, they've got a good job and they're crushing it and they're trying to move up. And, you know, when I would do something like this back before I was my own boss, it, it gave me so much momentum that I was able to be better at my job. It kept me more efficient at my job. It helped me get promoted, get recognized. So this is something that bleeds over into more than just, you know, if you're working for yourself or a physique goal, if you're trying to move up at work, this is going to keep you way more efficient. It's just going to set you, it's going to make you better in all areas, honestly, just to, just to live with some kind of routine like we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, okay. So moving on here to the next one. Um, I think we only have a little bit of time left because Jason has to get going, but I really wanted to end with, um, each of our best advice for setting goals, um, and give us a little time to go over that. So if you guys could give like any advice to a athlete coach, whoever, what would be your best advice for setting goals for the, the year, the year? I'll let John go first. (laughs) Okay. Damn it. I was going to say, go ahead, Jay. (laughs) Well, I'm going to steal yours. So you're not going to have much to say. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) I, I would say, and I'm just speaking from personal experience. I, you know, I mentor a lot of people too, and help a lot of younger coaches get going or scale their business. Um, I do that quite a bit. 
the number one thing I'd say, we've already said it really, but I want to reiterate um, when you pair keeping track of everything daily and writing down your goals and you stay laser focused on that stuff to get there for the month and the year. The other thing that you have to impart and you have to make part of your day and you have to take pride in it, whether you have a chip on your shoulder or you just don't like the idea of someone working harder than you, you've got to look at the people that you're trying to, I, I don't mind using people as an examples, other coaches as examples. So, or business owners or businesses, look at the people that are where you want to be and you have to think about the fact, okay, I have got to work so brutally fucking hard that I get there in record time. Being aggressively patient is a, is a term that has been used in the business world for a long time. You've got to work hard as hell. Don't, don't fuck around and put stuff off because once you start procrastination, it's a very easy thing to keep doing. I know with me, it's kind of like if I skip the gym for a week, my ass doesn't want to go back, which is really odd. It's the same thing with your daily tasks. You've got to think about the fact you've got to work harder than the next guy because I'm telling you right now, I'm going to fucking work harder than you. Jason's going to work harder than you. Kayla, you're over there thinking about, hey, I want to get from here to here to here. You're working your ass off day in, day out. So if you slack and let up, there are people out there that are going to work harder than you. So just don't let them. And there's no way to measure that. Like every, It's cool to say I outwork everyone. Like I, I get it. But in your mind, you have to really go to bed thinking – I fucking worked harder than anybody else that's trying to do what I'm doing. And if you apply that to all the things we just talked about, you're going to make massive ground. It's just the way that it is. So that's, that's my best advice. Yeah. I love that. Um, I think I can add to that a little bit with people that have like a lot of to-do lists, like items, like I usually do that. Sometimes we can get lost in like, Oh, well, I didn't get this done today and this and this and this, but I tell my clients sometimes like, hey, like make a list of the things you did accomplish today, even if it was just as simple as like taking out the trash, because that leads into my advice. Um, my advice was going to be like, don't have an all or nothing mindset about stuff, because there will be days where it'll just be freaking hard and you're going to want to quit probably. And you're going to want to be like, I just can't do this. Like, how is this even ever going to happen? And you're just going to have that all like, well, I messed up on one meal. So like, fuck it for the rest of the day. And then I'm just going to eat like an asshole the rest of the day, but you're in prep. So guess what? You get to just change your mindset and just be like, okay, well, I'm just going to move on from that for the rest of the day. I just like, can't control that. I forgot my meal at home and I needed to eat. So I had like the next best thing I could find, you know, something like that. And I kind of think about like a something from Atomic Habits by James Clear, if you guys have ever thought about that, is when you have tasks, like I, I equate it to like, you have to do so much cardio a week, right? And this isn't necessarily for bodybuilding, but just like your general person is like, I want to lose 20 pounds, but you have to do more cardio. And you're like, well, I can't get my full 30 minute session. And so I'm just not going to do it at all. But what if you just did at least five or 10 minutes of it, that's better than doing nothing. Right. And so that's why what I say, don't have an all or nothing mindset is that's what I mean by it is like, do your best, you know, work as hard as you fucking can, like what John said, but sometimes it's just, it's not going to happen that day. And we have bad days and that's okay. It doesn't mean you just take all those good ones and just quit for it, you know? So, so that would be my advice is that. It's good. I guess mine is, <clears throat> You have to visualize it. You have to be able to see it. Yeah. It has to be something that in your mind, you know, it might be really difficult to achieve, but you believe you can achieve it. Mm -hmm. um, 
I'll give a couple examples. Uh, when I was in college, um, undergrad, by the time 1999 rolled around, I was so into lifting and bodybuilding and what it was doing for me that I wanted, I, I literally told all my friends, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I want to own a supplement company one day and I want to be involved with nutrition. I really would like to just do people's diets. I had like football players coming to me, not because I was massive, but because they saw what I had went from to what I was. And they're like, this guy probably knows something of what the hell he's doing. And, I, but I, but I was already down the road on a law degree and I was an economics major and there wasn't a nutrition degree to be found at my college. So I had no idea how I was going to do it, but I, but I spoke it and it was something that I wanted. Uh, about six years ago, the guy that I'm in business now with at the HRT clinic, my really good friend, Troy, he came over to the house. We were in, out in the pool. First year I had, had the pool built. We started talking about it and we were like, man, we really want to open an HRT clinic. And then what we want to do is own a compounding pharmacy. Well, now we got the first part. We'll see if we get the second part. So it was always about believing it and putting it out there. Now, I know there are some people say, don't put your goals out there. Don't speak them. Maybe there's some type of psychology to that. But for me, uh, putting it out there and saying it and knowing it and then being able to see it. And one last one I'll give. Um when I would be doing my cardio and, you know, you're at the last bit of fucking prep and it just blows, but you know, you got to get leaner. You got to dig deep. I, I, I would shut my eyes and walk on the treadmill and literally visualize myself being called to the middle, how I'm going to walk, how I'm going to look, and then literally visualize the judges saying, okay, quarter turn to the right. I'm, I go through everything that I have to do. Glutes tight, abs in, tricep tight. And I would do that for all my poses and all the mandatories and never was I moved out of the middle. And that's what I would use to keep me going to get shredded when I felt like shit and maybe didn't want to push. So I think you have to see it. You have to visualize it. You have to put it out there. Um, that's, that's my, my two cents. Dude, that's a hell of a way to end the show because I worked out real quick next door. Um, as my old gym, I just did shoulders and I didn't have enough time to do my cardio and I am going to take my fat ass over there and do my cardio right after this, because if you can do that to end the prep, I can get my ass back over there and do my cardio. So good way to end the show. Love it. Yes, sir. Heck yeah. That's a mic drop moment. So, mm -hmm. all right, guys, um, we are out of here, but we will be back in a couple of weeks with a, another topic for you. Um, until then we'll see you later. See, ya. see you guys.